1: Uh, welcome, Hour 2, Backbone Radio. So glad you're on board. Your ears are near on this August sixth, two 2023, and the phone number 303-696-1971. And yeah, I was throwing out the olive branch to Megan Rapinoe, and I was getting soft. And like, hey, let's all be forgiving, you know, no shouting Freud, but I wasn't getting a whole lot of takers <laughs> on that if anybody wants to weigh in on that one, Megan Rapinoe lost the American team, the soccer game this morning against Sweden. But I wanted to go, and I've got all kinds of the, you know, the current mano a mano political information, but I thought I would get it just a few philosophical segments in. And one is about what is the far right? What is the far left? What are political moderates? And I state forthwith that right here, Backbone Radio, we are political moderates. We are moderate politically, okay? And I'll give, you know, an example of several different issues where we are politically moderate. And in the majority of the poll data, opinion aspects on several of the contentious issues of the day. And Mike Rosen and his radio show used to always talk about center and right and left and Who defines what's moderate? Who defines what's left and what's right? Elon Musk had a tweet out the other day saying that the media overuses this phrase, far right. They use far right, far right, far right, all the time, around the clock. And all it does, in Elon Musk's opinion in this tweet, is show the vast gulf, the vast gulf, unbridgeable gulf perhaps, between the elite, elite, and the normal working American people. Okay? So I'll get into that on a few different issues and different aspects. And I cannot see anybody's name on the phone lines, but I, I sneaked over and saw, is this Joe in Arvada? Hi, Matt. Yeah, welcome. Glad yeah. you're here, Joe.
0: Well, uh, real quick, Elon Musk, uh, he's actually a liberal. I mean, come on. He's he's trading with China. Uh, he's now is he conservative on uh, free speech issues? Yes, and most liberals, I think, do should see things our way on on free speech. Well, just but a minute, I just wanted... a minute,
1: though. Uh-huh. But see, if you are pro free speech, if you are pro First Amendment, does that mean you're conservative? Does that mean you're far right? See that that should that that forever in this country has been the mainstream moderate center of the road opinion in this country, which is where we are around here, which is where you are, sounds like Joe in our Vada. Yeah. So Alan Dershowitz is
0: a friend. Alan Dershowitz is a friend of ours. See, the thing is, is I don't care if you're liberal, Uh, if you're, you know, Alan Dershowitz is for free speech. And it, yeah, he doesn't see things my way. He didn't vote the way I vote. But at least he's for, you know, not censoring you because you disagree with him. Right. That that's ridiculous. That's what's happening here. We, we this is the the kind of uh, the, these are Stalin tactics. I mean, they've been used in in every communist regime. Uh, you know, whenever you whenever you disagree with somebody, put them in the gulag.
1: You right know, that's, or that's the, uh-huh. or put them beyond the pale um beyond the spectrum accuse them of being far right right accuse them their of being an extremist of some kind when it's just a, in the example we're talking about first amendment free speech that should be in this country with its heritage the center point the mainstream political opinion correct
0: yeah, I, I, there shouldn't be any – you know, the, the the Constitution is not a left or a right document. The, right. You know, Jefferson and Hamilton would be considered opposite ends of the spectrum of their day. But of our day, they're both far-right extremists.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> throw in Madison, the guy that actually wrote the Constitution, right? But uh, – and since we're talking about this, yeah, Constitution – should be the center of the road, as it has been for uh, 200-some years of our history. If you want a secure border, that is safely in the mainstream majority wants a secure border, okay, in this country. And if you think about the Second Amendment, the vast majority of the American people are in favor of having a Second Amendment, the constitutional right to bear arms. Um, I just saw this that um uh a majority of the american people are opposed to additional uh aid military aid to ukraine that's a that's a solid majority here's the C- it's a cnn poll majority of americans oppose more us aid for ukraine in war with russia interesting yeah, huh i mean so and i've been an opponent of trying to have world war 3 i'm i'm against world war 3 And that puts me right square in the mainstream. We are moderates around here.
0: Yes, yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, look at look at the reality though. The Ukraine war. Don't don't let be deceived. It's over. The Russians won. We lost. See the thing. The thing is, is yeah, you can say the Ukrainians lost, but it was us that was pulling the trigger on the Ukraine war. Well, we provoked it. The fact
1: we got that thing rolling, and we lost. You know, we've been trying to expand NATO right up to the border of Moscow, which is uh, something that, you know, to me, nobody likes Putin. Nobody likes what Russia stands for. But uh, do we need to have World War III? It's an entirely separate question. And I say, no, it's not worth it. It
0: was never, never going to be won. See, that was the lie. Oh, Ukraine's winning the war. No, they weren't. They were getting den- uh, annihilated. 500,000 people are dead. That's the estimate. We don't have any idea because we'll never dig up all the bodies. But well, the, the point is, is it, it was a disaster from the beginning. It was a Biden munch. It was It, it was just disgusting that we should get into it. And then all of these... Flip-floppers like Lindsey Graham and and the the rhinos that were on board with it, they should be called out as liars. Well, Lindsey Graham
1: is busily sending cluster bombs now to Ukraine, something that last year Lindsey Graham said, oh, Russia, if they use cluster bombs, that's the worst thing you could ever do. And now he wants us to use cluster bombs. As far as I know, Russia is not using them. And by the way, remember, as Trump said last week, Ukraine gave, the corrupt government of Ukraine gave millions to the Biden family via Hunter. And now, the yeah, United States has given over $75 billion to Ukraine, the taxpayers.
0: Well, you That should be a huge what, scandal. Gonna, uh, here, prediction, prediction. The Ukraine war will end with a, a little pipsqueak signature by Zelensky. He'll run off to his villas with a billion dollars, and then... On that note once we're we've completely drained all our weaponry, China will take Taiwan like sneezing. They will just you worry take about it that so quick
1: you do worry well, about they, that, but on this yeah, issue it, of moderate far right far left, you know, I would submit to you that our ruling regime right now is very far left, and around here we're going talk about course. putting america first u s a first it is normal for citizens of a country to put their own country first and to want to and to look out for its welfare and for its history, for its, their own communities. Like when you watch um, a World Cup soccer match, the Swedes are going to root for Sweden and the Americans are going to root for America. This time it's maybe a little bit weird, right, given the uh, Megan Rapinoe political history and all that. But it's just normal. Megan country, pe- well, people people root for their own countries. That's normal to put your own country first, and of so course. that's that's a normal it, human nature, just average opinion that would be shared almost yeah. all around the world by basically every country. Like you don't it, hear, it is. you don't see like it people is. applauding for the team that is like if you're Japanese and you're watching your team Japan play soccer against America, you're rooting for Japan. You're not rooting for America. That's that that would be like. I will say. I will say this uh, on Megan
0: Rapinoe: Good riddance, and and the 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 idea that we should root for far leftist, you know, banana republic supporters that play soccer. I'm sorry, I'm not on board. I barely watch it anyway. Yeah, Megan, you you got what you deserved.
1: Well, fair enough. And here I am trying to. Trying to be all compassionate, and I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Be right back. Little song by Shakira there, Shakira de Colombia. One of the great singers out there. That song, Try Everything, one of my kids' faves for a few years. And again, it's one of those not-given-up songs, never-quitting songs, finding a way songs which I am a strong advocate of, and just spreading the word, you should be too, Shackleton down there in Antarctica, that kind of stuff. Off to the phone lines again in a minute, but I'm just, you know, I'm talking about how we are so moderate around here. If you ever think otherwise, that is propaganda telling you uh, that What is moderate is far right. And Elon Musk, who I would say is moderate, I'd say he's moderate. He's probably moderate left, in my opinion, though he says he likes DeSantis, though Elon Musk tried to help boost DeSantis with his campaign launch. And that was a, uh, shall we say, an embarrassing failure for all parties there as DeSantis continues to flounder and decline. More on DeSantis after bit. But Elon Musk says this, quote, in a tweet, June 30, quote, traditional media have used the term far right so frequently and hyperbolically that it no longer means anything. What use of that term by media actually represents is the immense ideological gap between the effete elite and the people. And that is exactly right. And around here, we are opponents of getting into World War III over Ukraine. And we've been opponents of wars in general. We are peace people. And new poll comes out, CNN, majority of Americans oppose more U.S. aid for Ukraine in war with Russia. It seems like majority of the American people. That's very moderate, right? Moderate to not want World War III. Secure border, very moderate opinion shared by the vast majority of the American people. Trade deals that benefit our own country rather than every other country in the world. Trade deals that don't emphasize the creation, facilitation, and maintenance of slave labor around the world to be exploited by multinational corporations. Very moderate, sensible opinion we have around here. Pro-Constitution, pro-free speech, pro-1A, pro-2A pro we're opposed to the censorship just let people speak let people get the word out watch out for algorithms cracking down ever more in the future by the way I do give Elon Musk credit that more that you're not seeing Twitter accounts be canceled like you used to and like Roseanne Barr is back on Twitter and people like that however I think the algorithms are pretty intense still and I don't know if Elon has got that all figured out and dialed in but the algorithms are shutting people down pretty hard, though you can't tell. You can't see it in some ways. So energy independence. Isn't it a moderate opinion to say I'm in favor of energy independence for this country and don't want to be dependent upon, shall we say, the Middle East for oil um, or Russia for oil or any other country for our energy needs? I mean, that's, that's vital for national security. Moderate, moderate opinion. So, if you start thinking about putting your own country first, America first, in this case, because we are Americans, moderate. That is 100% moderate political opinion there. So, I would just submit to you that the people on top of this country are extremists, far-left extremists, who want World War Three, who want to censor you, don't want free speech. They want to not have a second amendment. They want to overthrow the history of our right to bear arms constitutionally in this country. They don't want us to be energy independent for some strange reason. They want trade deals that benefit China, every other country in the world, but destroy our own middle class. And the left, the far left, again, on top of this country that calls themselves the moderates They want the wide-open hemorrhaging border. That's what they want, and they don't like the Constitution or anything about it either, apparently. So just so we're clear on who's moderate and who's not in this country, and so much propaganda in everybody's head from their screens and from their devices might have you thinking that uh, things are not as they actually are. But now that we've got that all settled and clarified, with a little help from Elon Musk. Let's say a little hello to Brian in Arvada. Welcome, Brian.
2: Dr. Dunn. Greetings. Hey, uh, didn't Chris Christie just roll up to Ukraine? Yeah, he went this to Ukraine, Ukraine. and puke. Yeah. Yeah, he's a slob, isn't he, walking out there? I mean, this guy wouldn't survive a day on the war field.
1: Pence was over there, and I saw some... Some tweet there. Somebody said that uh, Zelensky of Ukraine is kind of known for being this little tiny guy, little tiny guy, this big, you know, large Chris Christie guy shows up, and Zelensky was worried that uh, Christie was going to eat Zelensky.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, he looked like a sumi wrestler next time. It was ridiculous.
1: It's one of those things. But 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 you
2: you know what I find funny about the whole Ukraine thing? We keep sending all this money, but there's no accountability. It's like, oh, okay, well, don't worry about where it's going. But when I file taxes, i got to worry about every darn penny I make. But when they get my taxes, then they don't have to worry about being responsible how they spend it.
1: Oh, that's how this works, because you're in a gulag, and your slave labor goes to fund the operations of the people in government who are ruling over you, Brian.
2: And you know what? You know, what's funny. We should go to a what we're doing is we're giving them a blank check. But if we go to a society where if you participate in society, then you pay taxes on what you buy. But the minute we the minute we uh, came to these idiots and said, "Okay, well, you get to come to me. I got to report everything to you that I make. Then it took the responsibility off of them. Instead of them going, okay, looking, I'm going to charge you $0.10 cents a loaf of bread, and this is what I'm going to give you. Maybe some smarter guy can come in and say, well, I'm going to charge you $0.05, cents, and I'll give you twice as much. So now we've got a situation where they've got an unlimited amount of money where they can actually try to bankrupt tr- Trump. Imagine if they went after the average guy; they'd bankrupt him immediately. He would just plead right. guilty.
1: That's what they're doing so with all the... We put ourselves in a bad situation well, all the lawsuits, by into
2: these idiots every year.
1: But all the lawsuits against Trump are a mechanism to drain resources from the Trump campaign to have to pay legal bills, rather than you know be out on the campaign trail and um, you know working on the uh, ballot twenty twenty four. Initiatives, and by the way, tax dollars going to Ukraine—75 billion and counting—they don't want any accountability for specifying to the American people where that all of that 75 billion is gone. And Congress because has voted it's a against money laundering.
2: Right. It's a money laundering. But
1: Congress votes like against uh, that.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Biden's son's little artwork, you know, Hunter there, you know, while he's snipping cocaine in the White House. And he's blowing out, paint out his nose. Uh, Brian, sold it
1: Brian, they never you know. found out whose cocaine that was. Just so you know, the Secret Service said and they we'll destroyed never the know.
2: evidence. By the way, <laughs> normally they keep the evidence, you know, for at least yeah. a year. But on this situation, no, no, do oh, yeah. no need to.
1: But don't don't worry, Brian. That was just too impossible to find out whose cocaine that was. They they were there. That was like an impossible un. Undiscoverable mystery, Brian. Don't you think? I mean, the even the Secret Service, the most secure photograph building in the world, they couldn't get to the bottom of it, right?
2: Well, you know, and they can't find the child molesters that was with uh, that was involved with Epstein. They can't find the people that planted the pipe bombs at the two things, even though we see them on a cell phone, and they're they're, yep. they're popping and running out of Oklahoma.
1: Little Hank 3, Hank Williams the Third, bringing us back thunderstorms and neon signs. And admit it, when you heard that voice, you knew that was a Hank, either the first one or the second one or maybe even the third one. In this case, it is the third one. And he has a bunch of good songs out there, does Hank 3. Anyway, I feel good to have gotten that settled about our moderate status around here, and frankly, and again, is this unthinkable to say that President Trump counts as a moderate, a moderate political figure, putting America first? Again, moderate, and I'd be curious to know if anybody would think of something that uh, Trump has advocated for, or some policy that is is definitely extremist and far right. I'd be curious. I. It's hard to actually think of one, but I can think of all kinds of policy viewpoints that are far, far left that Biden would advocate Obama. And that would, of course, mean things like the wide open border and pro-censorship and anti-Second Amendment and putting America last and anti-energy independence and trade deals that benefit China, not America. And yes, this uh, strange lust they have for World War III with Russia over Ukraine. So that's just, just you know, just pointing a few things out here. Um, one that I should have added was that I would like to see the American people be in charge of this country rather than unelected bureaucrats, rather than what we call the deep state. That is a moderate political opinion if only people could understand the prison they are living in. And that, you know, we are being ruled by people who are unelected, okay, by different bureaucratic agencies in charge of this country, which is a far, far, far out there extreme viewpoint to come out and say that, you know, it's the bureaucrats, it's the DOJ and so forth that should be running this country, in charge of this country. No. Unfortunately, we do have a Congress. You know that has been purchased and that means the republicans and so you see how this all plays now one thing i wanted to mention you talk about the republican primary that we are in right now and trump far and away dominating past 60 percent in some of the polls whereas desantis yes not faring well and is in single digits in some states okay Uh, sometimes I will refer to DeSantis as single digits DeSantis, only because that's what the polling data says. And, uh, I used to kind of think that DeSantis could be somebody and could do something. But once I got to learn a bit more about DeSantis, I was less and less and less and less impressed. Okay. The Republican primary is for all intents and purposes over the, uh, the play for DeSantis is the hope that he can get maximum mileage out of these corrupt DOJ indictments, corrupt Biden indictments, the corrupt efforts of the ruling class, the people on top of this country to try to imprison their political opponent who is far and away ahead of Joe Biden, in the polls, right for the 2024 election anyway. But uh, good old cat turd on Twitter has a, uh, has a tweet, uh, that I would, this gets into an analysis analysis of propaganda. Ketcher says this quote, preview of the Republican primary the next six months. And then he says, blah, 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 blah. Trump wins in a landslide. So here's what's going to happen in the next six months in the Republican primary. Trump dominating, and then you're going to get all kinds of blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to get Trump wins in a landslide. And so if you think about it, so much that goes on on our screens is the blah, 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 blah. If that does that make sense, what I'm saying? You can see very clearly when you step back from certain issues where things are going and what the kernel of the issue is. What is the trajectory But there's always going to be this infinite amount of blah 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 that is designed to keep everybody distracted and sort of off course and off kilter and with their minds wrapped around the blah 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 rather than being able to see the big picture and the going from point A to point B. One thing that we try to do around here is have a rather more direct line between point A and point B we like to cut through a lot of the blah, 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 if that makes sense. But, um, you know, say you're in your vehicle and you are driving from point A to point B, you would normally try to find the most direct route to get there. It just saves time, saves energy, saves gasoline, saves your, you electric car drivers, saves uh, your, your battery life. And so you just but but the goal of people, the goal of propagandists, is to try to have you not even realize you're trying to get to point B or that there is such a destination as point. They just want you just wandering around, driving around aimlessly, turn, 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 where pretty soon you forget like you know who you even are, where you're even going, what even day it is, like what is happening, you know what I'm saying, and one benefit of History, when you step back and look historically at things, if the history is written properly, which it these days mostly is not. But history gets rid of, well-written history gets rid of the blah, 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 blah stuff, right? And history allows you to go from point A to point B. If you're, you know, with the suitable amount of detachment and perspective, you're able to get to those points and see the connection between those points readily. But one risk, again, of living in the present moment with screens constantly blaring at you, and voices, yes, even mine, <laughs> hectoring you. Do I hector? I don't hector, Blake. I'm not a hector-er. I'm a philosopher, yes. And a poet, just kidding. But, uh that all the voices man i mean they're built to distract they're built to get you off course that that is what they're there for a lot of them okay so just throwing that out there about where we're headed with uh you know and oh man on the way to 2024 again the deep state they uh this is existential for them trump gets in there 2024 and again, existential for the survival of the deep state. I'll play some of the Trump audio on that. Or maybe maybe I'll hit that one right now. Where is, where is Trump's uh, deep state comment? This was one in Alabama. It's only five seconds long. Do we have H2? Yeah.
0: And we will quickly destroy the deep state. We know where the bodies are buried.
1: Yes, he's had a little bit of experience dealing with the deep state, has this guy. So, um, but... If it ever gets existential for the deep state, oh man, oh man, they will pull out all the stops, every conceivable single stop, every single nefarious trick you can imagine in the book, the blah 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 blah, on the way from point A to point b, just be ready cause it's going to be wild. they are they are scared, they are nervous, they are just a small few people back there behind the curtain. And they know they are unloved and the rest of it. But uh bold, they are bold, they are brazen, they are conscienceless, okay? Conscience does not apply to these people. It's all power. All power. And it's important to know people like that or understand people are like that. People who uh who lie more than they breathe, okay? That is the kind of people that we uh we are dealing with and we are looking at, ladies and gentlemen. And just so I get to, you know, while I'm saying this about the Republican primary, Ron DeSantis goes out to uh, to uh, Iowa where he's polling slightly better. He's not single digits in Iowa. <laughs> he's single digits in Michigan, and I don't remember the other ones. But uh, he goes to Iowa. and it, Trump is like only 34 ahead or something in Iowa right now. Of DeSantis, so DeSantis is really going for all the marbles, going for broke in Iowa, and so he has an event in Iowa, and he goes to a cow barn where they do cow sales, livestock sales. You ever been in a cow barn and you hear the livestock sales people with their voices? Oh, they're, they're just what an amazing skill that they have. Anyway, you know, you look at the picture of it, and oh my gosh, there's like twenty people there, thirty people there at this livestock auction barn. In Iowa, can I see where this is? I've got my, uh, yeah, Cedar Falls. Um, oh, the the livestock auction in Tama. Where's Tama, Iowa? Never been there. I have been to Cedar Falls. So, uh, boy, it's just empty. It's empty. And I remember that DeSantis people were trying to say, "Oh, look, Trump had a few empty seats at that last huge rally. He he had." And I mean. The people, I believe that was in Iowa. People waited eight hours in a heat wave to get in there, and there's a couple of people at the very far edge of the auditorium. Thousands upon thousands there, and now, and there here's DeSantis. Um, looks like, uh, yeah. Stephen Chung says, "Tiny crowd for Ron DeSantis at a livestock. Nobody's buying what that heifer is selling." Red Hot Chili Peppers, bringing us back to Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn here, 303-696-1971. Feel free to check in. I do hasten to point out that I do not have the text-to-studio function during this program, and we always get dozens upon dozens of them in every show, and I miss them dearly. Just so you know, anybody who is texting in or has been texting during this program, I have been unable to see any of them. Once in a while, we have a glitch in that matrix. And so I just send a blanket hello to anybody who has texted in. And ideally, that would be back in gear next week. So uh, don't lose your appetite for texting. This is a little fluke. At any rate, just so we know on that, the... uh, Desantis, I'm just covering the latest on Desantis. Uh, that um, that event in Tama, Tama, Iowa, at a livestock auction, where Desantis is speaking to heck, that might be 15 people. Um, and Desantis, in this photo, I'm seeing to that's Desantis down there holding a microphone, speaking to these 15 people. So it's in the in the heart of the event, in the gut of the event. Okay. And I was cut off last segment, but this uh, Stephen Chung, uh, one of those fighter guys, UFC, what is that? Tiny crowd for Ron DeSantis in a livestock auction venue. Nobody is buying what that heifer is selling. That's what was cut off when I hit that post last segment. But sometimes you see tricks with this kind of thing. Like some people go out and take a picture of a Trump rally and say, oh, look, there's no one there. But it's like five hours before it started, right? You see how that trick works. CNN loves to do that. MSNBC loves to do that kind of trick. Um, before the event starts, take a picture, and you'll see it's like half full or a third full. But it's like hours before it started. But just so we're clear, this is DeSantis actually standing there holding a microphone in the heart of his event, and there's like no one there. It's not quite as bad as like four people listening to Asa Hutchinson speak or – Nine people watching on YouTube the Chris Christie announcing for the presidency video. But it's, like, pretty grim. Pretty grim. And on the DeSantis front, who, again, has been a big disappointment to me, unfortunately, DeSantis has decided to throw in with the establishment faction. Okay. The globalist faction. Those are the folks who are his donors and his supporters. And he's tied at the hip to the Bush organization. Look at all the wrong people supporting DeSantis. Okay, that's clear. I've been emphasizing that for a while. That uh, in this election coming up 2024, it it is deep state versus American people. And DeSantis has gotten on the wrong side of that equation. We only have one side here. That's Trump against the deep state. Okay. But one of DeSantis's biggest donors, a guy named Robert Bigelow, B-I-G-E-L-O-W, who is apparently a hotel entrepreneur. He gave the DeSantis campaign $20 million um, to the Never Back Down pro-DeSantis PAC, which seems to be coordinating quite closely with the DeSantis campaign, which is technically illegal. Laura Loomer is exposing quite a bit of that. Um, Anyway, so this Bigelow says, hey, You know, I'm not giving any more money to DeSantis until he shows like he's got a pulse, essentially. And here's what Reuters says. Hotel entrepreneur Robert Bigelow, the biggest individual donor to a group supporting Ron DeSantis' presidential bid, told Reuters on Friday he will not donate more money unless the Florida governor attracts new major donors and adopts a more moderate approach. The comments by Bigelow who gave $20 million to the Pro DeSantis Never Back Down Super PAC in March, understo- underscore donor concerns about the Florida governor's struggling campaign, which has been unable to make a dent in former President Trump's huge lead for the 2024 Republican nomination. And then they quote Bigelow here, quote, He does need to shift to get to moderates. He'll lose if he doesn't. Extremism isn't going to get you elected bigelow said in an interview and bigelow said quote he would not donate more money for now not until i see that he's able to generate more on his own i'm already too big a percentage a lot of his donors are still on the fence now there's a lot to unpack in that and i have been explaining that the DeSantis campaign is dependent upon that small handful of big donors, of which this guy Bigelow is one of them. And Bigelow sounds to me like he's, again, in the globalist-type crowd, okay? And he's probably likes DeSantis, you know, but he says that, you know, hey, we have to have more big donors. I can't be the only one really, really big donor, $20 He wants more big donors. But the thing is, you see... Trump's campaign, the average donation is $35. Trump gets swaths of this country, average, middle, working class people, sending a few bucks to his campaign. And that adds up to millions upon millions of dollars. And Trump, so then, is not dependent on one donor or another donor, the way DeSantis is, the big donors. Trump is just dependent upon the American people, the American middle and working class. That's how it's supposed to work. Right in this country where the billionaires don't have outside, outsize influence over everyone else. Of course, we know that that is not actually how it works. So, again, DeSantis is extremely dependent on just a few people, the big donors, to float his whole balloon. And so, if those donors tell DeSantis, what he has to do, or he has to moderate his positions, (laughs) I mean, DeSantis has no choice but to do whatever the donors tell him to do, which is what he did on Ukraine. He started out with a few skeptical words about, hey, why are we involved in this regional conflict over there? And then, boom, that was the end of that. The donors had this uproar, the big donors, to DeSantis, and he flipped his tune on Ukraine immediately, he was all on board. You know, yeah, okay, seventy-five billion in Ukraine, let's 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 okay, let's do that. And now, um, DeSantis, after he was told to moderate uh, his opinions by his big donor, uh, he comes out. New York Times story: Ron DeSantis of Florida said that claims about the twenty twenty election being stolen were false, and so he's. Come out very much on board with uh, you know the two thousand twenty election. no question marks about that, and so DeSantis has to be on that side of the equation. Does that make sense? Could there be a connection here? Well, I think we'd be a little bit silly not to speculate about a connection and so once again, ideally, we don't want the billionaires calling the shots behind the scenes. we don 't want the billionaires buying purchasing. The politicians and it looks like DeSantis is in that situation, and so I mean articles like this about you know the donors are getting skittish, and the donors don 't want to send more to DeSantis and DeSantis had that uh, miserable attempt at a fundraiser up at the Hamptons last week, where he offered deep discounts to go to hit, to, to meet Ron at the Hamptons, and uh, very few showed up even with the deep discounts so We are seeing uh, what we call the doom loop. Um, And last week I was joking about it was Esquire magazine said that Republican donors have realized that they have purchased a dead parrot. They bought a dead parrot in Ron DeSantis. And so when you're in this doom loop, I mean, these are the kind of stories that come out. This, This particular story was in Reuters. I just I just a minute ago said Reuters, but it's actually Reuters, I think is how they pronounce that big corporate media, right? But when you're in the doom loop, you know, you go to the livestock auction, you've only got a few people there, you got the donors, you know, complaining about you and your lack of traction, and DeSantis is trying, trying, flailing, trying to get somewhere, and he's really come out of the closet as a total, totally anti-Trump and, you know, not in favor of You know the kind of the good trade deals that Trump has been. Just it's just phony.